Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. My name is Brian Kochi, Marketing Director at Whistle Realty Group. And the goal of our show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics that you need to go out there and crush it in your business, whether that be real estate, mortgage, or really just any business out there. Our goal is to do that in 30 minutes or less. We want this to be the type of podcast that you can consume on your way to or from the office. I know there's other podcasts out there that are an hour, two hours, four plus hours long, and that's great, but most of us realtors do not have a multi-hour attention span. So we want this to be something you can consume on your way to or from the office. If you enjoy the podcast today, would love it. If you are watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, smash the little bell so you get notified every time we drop a new episode. And if you're listening on any of the podcast platforms, you can hook us up with a little review on there. That would really help us out. Uh, those reviews really go a long way. Yes, they do. So the way that we like to run this show is rather than guessing what it is that you want to hear about, we just listen to you. Um, and you guys get to ask us questions and what you want to hear about on the show. So if you have a question you want to have answered on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. Um, you can also subscribe to our Facebook group on there, uh, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, join our referral network for everybody who's leaving California, uh, and find out about upcoming events like our Media Mayor Mastermind event, which is basically taking six years of cranking out videos between Brian and myself and putting it into a 16-hour course, which we are going to be releasing a online course that you can watch at your leisure anytime you want. Yep. I built a whole class this morning Good. in like 15 minutes. So. Tom, Tom and I have been working on, on an outline and figuring out some stuff, so I feel better about it. Good. Not 100% there yet. That's cool. I, I got I to make sure I got to... Get enough of your time to get you in there, but we'll be good. Cool. We'll it out. So if you guys want to uh, check that out, go to thewhistleway.com. All right, Brian, what are we talking about? So this one actually came from uh, our personal team here in San Diego. Uh, one of the things that we talk about kind of over and over um, as we see inventory is still ridiculously low. Um, one of the things I know that you help coach the, the agents through is how do you find inventory? Like we've talked a lot about how to get your offer accepted, but that's when there's actually a house that your client wants. And I'm not talking about, oh, I want a four acre horse property for under a million. I'm not talking about unique properties. I'm just talking about a place to live. Like I was uh, talking to Shannon, our director of operations, and we were like, I'm like, oh yeah, you can find a place in Santee to fit the categories. And it was like three bedrooms, two bathrooms, under 500K, two. So how do you find a place for your client to live? It's not, it doesn't seem that difficult, but it's incredibly difficult right now. Yeah, for sure. So one of the mistakes I see a lot of agents make is that they get a buyer who's interested, and then they set them up either on an MLS search or you know from their website, and then just wait for the client to like hit them up and be like, hey, Kyle, I found a place. Can you show it to me? Like, okay. What did I do? Like, do I even deserve a commission if I just like set up a search? Like, well, yeah, you hit, you hit go. Yeah, pretty sure the client can do that shit themselves now. They can go on Redfin, they can go on Zillow or Realty or Realtor or whatever, any of those websites, and they can set their own search up. So, I don't really feel like I deserve shit if that's all I did. Like, my job is to go out and find people property, and I think a lot of realtors have kind of lost sight of that. They've gotten lazy. Yeah. Lazy AF, not just lazy, lazy AF. Because they've made. There's been some things easy. that make easy. Yeah. yeah, it's been easy. And so, you know, anytime people get lazy, I think that creates opportunity for those that are actually willing to go out there and hustle and create inventory. 
uh, where inventory might not exist. And so I think that's the key is if, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this and you're like, oh shit, that's me. Like I am that girl. I am that guy. I'm, I'm the one who just sets up a search and waits for the client to hit me up. Like hopefully this can change the game for you. They're because, obviously listening because they, they want to be better than that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, would hope so, yeah. Why else would they listen to self-help sure. stuff if they don't want to self-help? There you go. So, yeah, I mean, if you are watching or listening, you obviously want to improve on that. So you they actually can build want to houses. earn your money. Yeah. <laughs> what, what there you go. That's the, that's the solution. Build the house. So if your client <laughs> wants a house and it doesn't exist, just build it for them. Cool. Done. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that, is a, that is an option. I mean, you could build it. Now, that's not a terrible thing, though, in all honesty. Like, if you sell, let's say you sell in a particular community, and on a re- recurring basis, you have clients who are like, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for this, and this doesn't exist. You can't find any because they're all selling really quick. Maybe you build that shit. Okay. Right? Like, is that so far out of the, the question that you could actually, like, holy cow, everybody that wants to move in this community wants a 2,000 square foot, four bedroom, three bath, like, and there's just nothing like that out here because everything in this community was built as a three bedroom, two bath. If I could find some land, develop it and build a four bedroom, you know, a bunch of four bedroom, 2000 square foot homes, people would be all over that. Maybe do that. Cool. Is that so far out of the question? Like, do we not all know a developer? Like everybody knows at least one developer or if you really wanted to, could you not find some developers? Like, yeah, don't think so small minded. I think a lot of people hear that and they freak out like, oh, I could never do that. Oh, that's so scary. Is it? You figured out how to sell a house. Why can't you figure out how to build a house? Don't, uh, don't have a limiting belief that makes you think like, oh, I can't do that. You could. That's one way. Okay. That, is, that is a legit option. Okay. Just build th- that that's shit. That's not a short term. So if someone's like, hey, I want to move in by the end of the year. And you're like, cool. Let me just build that real quick. I'm just going to get you that condo. Mm-mm. Lickety split. Okay. But, okay. So what All are right, some we'll other? come up with some other ones. <laughs> All right. I did find my list, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. Okay, so so, come up with, you should already have these. <laughs> so do. number one. Um, is using Zillow. As much as a lot of you guys want to hate on Zillow, you can. You keep hating on Zillow, and we'll keep working with Zillow and making hundreds of thousands of dollars every year. So you take your choice, but you could hate on them. Let me know how that works out for you in the long run. Um, But Zillow is great because people are still putting homes onto Zillow that are not on the MLS. Well, guess what? Your client, if you're just setting them up on a search from your website, they're not getting all these homes that are on Zillow because there's for sale by owners on there. You've got auction properties that are on there. You've got um, new construction homes that are on there. You've got a lot of other types of homes. Would you look into like the pre-foreclosure ones or is those a waste of time? Uh, pre-foreclosure is a waste of time. That's just okay. a, a lead generator for them because yep. nobody asked to have their home up. That just means it's somebody who's in foreclosure. Um, now, and the FISBOs, are the, is that the, the make me moves or are those different they got rid of make me move and they just okay. have for sale by owner now okay so there are people who put for sale by owners up on zillow in addition there are people who put coming soon's up on zillow yep so right depends on your market there's different rules in different states but at least here in san diego as long as you have it up on the mls and coming soon you can also have it on zillow coming soon but most websites are not sending people the coming soon's they're just sending them the actives So if you want to find a way to start sending your clients some shit that nobody else is sending them, find the coming soons on Zillow. Find the for sale by owners on Zillow. Find the new constructions, which is a huge opportunity. And that's going to be the number two one. We'll dive more into it. There's other stuff that's on Zillow that's not anywhere else. 
And no. so uh, if your client's on Zillow, cool, then they're going to be sending you and they know about this stuff. Little trick on if you have a client who consistently sends you Zillow links, again, you could get mad or you get smart and work with them. So if you have a client who, despite you sending them links from your website over and over and over again, they still keep sending you Zillow links, send them a link to your profile and ask them to hit the ad as your agent button. And what that will do is for, I don't remember how long, six months or something like that, for the next six months, you're going to be the only agent that shows up on every single listing on Zillow. That's nice. Little pro tip. Pro tip. Sweet. Yeah. So there's a little pro tip for you. That could have been a widget. I mean, in theory. It could have been. Could have. Yeah. yeah. We just blew a widget. Well, you did. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So Zillow's number one. Number two, let's dive into the one that I did touch on is new construction. I think a lot of people, they see these buildings and these communities being built all around them and they drive by these things every day, but they've never once been into the sales office. They don't know what the hell they, those buildings are. They don't know if those are one bedroom condos or those are you know 10,000 square foot homes. You don't know what that building is. So you really should be familiar with the new construction projects that are happening in your community. You should know it. You should have relationships with those sales managers um, and those, those sales agents and all of those buildings. Um, you gotta know what's being built because now if you know what's coming online, oh, you know what, they're about to release a phase over in Weston and you know they have that four bedroom floor plan that's 3,000 square feet that everybody wants and you know about it and you have the relationship with that sales rep, might be able to slide on in there a little bit early before yep. everybody else. And the beautiful part with those new home sales is I, I got one right now that's an escrow for 2.3 million and all we did is walk them in one day, one time. And they're paying a $50,000 commission on that. But they have to make sure to go in with, with you, you first. With you first, yep. yep. So that's cool. why it's important. You know, so now you're the one who takes them into the sales center. Cool. So, I, I mean, walked a guy in one time, $50,000 commission, plus he's going to sell his house for over a million bucks. And I don't make know another... if you really deserve that one. I'm pretty sure I do. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's just, yeah, I think media team can split it. Yeah. So <laughs> that would be number two is really be familiar with all the new home inventory in your area. Um, don't think again, I see people all the time. They just want to take this stupid ass stance where screw Zillow, screw the new home builder, screw everybody. Like you dumbass. like learn how to partner with people. Um, and I get it. I, I see the side of it. It's, it's their livelihood and, and Zillow is making moves that they said that they weren't going to. So I see the frustration and, and the, the worry, but that's also coming. If we, if we look at it, that's coming from a scarcity mindset, not a, not a, Growth mindset. Grown, growth mindset. I was gonna say abundance, but I think I think they both they both work. work. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, and so, again, if you look at it and go, okay, if me saying screw Zillow is that gonna move the needle? No. But but if I partner with them and say, okay, let me find ways I can utilize them and make it work for me, that's gonna move your needle. So, anyway. Cool. Number three, circle prospecting. So if you, let's just stick with that analogy we're using, the 2,000 square foot, four bedroom, three bath home. Let's say you know that's what your client wants and you know the general area that they wanna be in, you can work with your title rep and get a list of all of the homes in the area that match that criteria. Some states, their title rep can even get you phone numbers and email addresses. If you're in California, they can't. Um, so you could use a service like Cole Realty Resource. C-O-L-E. Cole Realty Resource is one that we use, and you could put a pin on a map, draw a circle, um, you know, in a particular radius, and, and punch in all these details and get all the homes that match that criteria. So get a list That's of all the widget. homes. 
Yeah. Blew another widget. Two widgets gone. It's cool. As long as it's in a different episode, it's all good. <laughs> um, so you could use Cole Realty Resource and, you know, getting that gives you names, phone numbers, emails, cell phones, all that stuff. So now you know, you know, what it is that your client's looking for. Now you got to build a campaign around it. So what I always like to do is I love to direct mail first. So I want to get something in the mailbox. I like to also uh, start retargeting them. So take all those emails, all those phone numbers, start running a retargeting campaign in that same area. So they're getting something in the mailbox simultaneously. They're starting to see your name, your face on social. Then you drop something at the door. Um, I don't think, you know, we're still here in December of 2020 and we can't even eat at a restaurant right now. So I don't think door knocking is appropriate, and at least in California. And you guys in Florida can do whatever the hell you want. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, so you would door drop some flyers. Um, I would hit them with an email. And now I'm calling because now I've hit them. They've seen me on social. They've got something in the mailbox. They've got something at the doorstep. They've got something in their inbox. Now I'm making that phone call. Do you call before you text? Yeah. Always call first. Okay. I always love to call first. Um, Cause when you get that random text from somebody you don't know, it's, it's creepy. Okay. Where you're, you're like, yeah. And then you, you start getting turned in for spam and all that stuff. So I don't like to text first. I always like to call then text. Oh. Um, so now you call, you text, and now it's like, hey, oh, this person's seen you, you know, two, three, four, five times amongst all these other mediums that you've hit them with. Now you have a better probability they're going to engage in conversation with you. And best case scenario, they have exactly what your client was looking for, that four-bedroom, 2,000-square-foot home. And boom, you do a deal, never hits the market, two commissions, voila. Worst case scenario is they have a 1,500-square-foot, three-bedroom that's not right for your client, but they want to sell. And now you got a listing. Oh, no. That would be horrible. That would be tough, huh? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that was number three. Number four is agent Facebook groups. So, yeah. yes, I'm extremely familiar with the clear cooperation policy. And I know what the clear cooperation policy says that I cannot do as a listing agent. But I don't think there's anything in the clear cooperation policy that says what I can do as a buyer's agent. So if you got a buyer who's looking for something in particular, a four-bedroom three bath, 2000 square foot home in a particular community. Maybe you post about that in all the local agent groups. If an agent chooses to call you and tell you about their off market listing, it's not your fault. You're breaking no rules. And you correct me if I'm wrong. And I don't know if this is this, is it state specific as well? Or is it That's national? So you can, you can share that information within 24 hours of going live on the MLS. Is that correct? You could, I know so, that was the coming soon things. You, you can share that information. So let's say I have a listing that I've signed with a client, yep. but I haven't put it on the MLS yet. Okay. If you're with another company and I tell you about it, I can't just tell you that's not fair. Correct. So therefore, as soon as I tell you, then I have to publicly market it within a day. Within a day. Yeah. So, so you could tell somebody about it, show it to them, strike up a deal, put it in escrow, and then put it on the MLS the next, next day and day. be compliant. So, And I mean... We all know that it takes more than 20 minutes to put a, to a property on the MLS. I don't know. Have you seen some of the photos some of these agents do? Yes, we have, and that's why we have a three-person media team. Um, but for all we know, it could be they could be saying, hey, we're going to launch it on Tuesday. Today's Monday. Literally not breaking the rule. If that's their genuine plan is they're going to put it up on Tuesday, cool, I want a 9 o'clock showing. Like, let's go. Yeah. So Tuesday morning. Don't play by rules that don't exist. I like so that. So don't make a rule up that says you can't ask people if they have a pocket listing. That's not, if they tell you about a pocket listing, you're doing nothing wrong. Whether they're playing by the rules or not, you have no rule 
that says you can't ask about that. So that's up to the other agent. But I mean, yeah, I don't see a problem with it. So do All right, it. so other agents in different brokerages. Yeah, have in their... if it's within your brokerage, they are allowed to tell you. So if you're, like I know we're with eXp and we have an internal communication system, we can share those listings within eXp and that's perfectly compliant. And that's, in, here in San Diego, we've got some of the top teams. Yeah, in, I think in we have like four of the top five teams in the county. So, so that's, it's pretty easy to hit them yeah. up and, and I know they're all cool sharing stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Um, next up, broker caravans. So broker caravans, broker open houses, whatever you call them in your particular market. Um, but this is where all the brokers get together and everybody talks about haves and wants. This is another place. I have a buyer who's looking for a 2,000 square foot, four bedroom, three bath. If you, anybody has something coming, holler at me. Same principle, right? Yep. So not only do that in social media groups, but also do that with your broker caravans. Cool. Uh, last one that I want to hit on is doing videos on social. So there's a strategy and I've been telling the agents to do this and none of them do it because that's just the nature of agents. They don't do what you tell them to do. They do the opposite. So maybe I'm so going to tell them like do this. the worst thing you want to do is this agents. It's just sitting there with, now I've started to see a lot of these on um, Facebook and, and they keep showing up and half of these things are fake, but you basically just have a whole bunch of white sheets of paper. Um, typically they're oversized and you just start writing a message. It says like, right, we just ran a, a marketing campaign, help wanted. And then drop that piece of paper on the ground. Then there's another piece of paper behind that says, we have too many buyers, drop that on the ground, and not enough homes for sale, drop that, right? And it's just, you're it's just flashcards. Yeah, it's, it's, it's usually a sobby story. Yeah, it's usually a sobby story. It's, but. it's Jane and, and, and Mark are, uh, are moving out of their childhood home. It gets all sad and stuff. Yeah. Those but are the ones that do well. Those do well because nobody has to listen to it. Let's be honest, guys. Like, how many of you have watched a video while you're taking a shit? Let's just be honest, right? We don't have to lie about it. You've all watched a video while you're taking a shit. So For Mike Proctor, it's TikTok. I literally hit him up. He's like, hey, I'm on TikTok right now. I'm like, I don't even, I know what's going on. <laughs> I'm not going to read into that too much, but That's that fine. was weird. Okay. That's right. Um, <laughs> but the thing is people, or they're in bed, right? They don't have sound. When you yep. can just, it's like old school where there's or no sound. Yeah, they're at work but they like to watch videos without audio. And now you're just doing it in its words. It's on flashcards that kills. Like yep. those are getting attraction right now. I even saw Gary Vee had uh, something on it recently. Right. Um, and it was just a still image of him holding a sign up. But if you do it where you're, you know, it's one sign after another telling a story like that kills. So again, if you know a particular area, run the same thing. Hey, San Diego, we have too many buyers. Drop it. Not enough homes for sale. Drop it. I'm looking, you know, my, the Smith family is looking for a four bedroom, drop it. Three bath, drop it. 2,000 square foot, drop it. Like, tell the freaking story. It'll kill. I and promise you it'll kill. If one of you are watching this, if you're watching this and you do this, tag me. Please, I want somebody to do this. At tell Kyle a story. Whistle on Instagram. Yeah, at Kyle Whistle on Insta. Tag me on it. I want to see it. I'm really excited for somebody to do this. I want to do it now. Do it. I'm going to tag Dare you. Um, and the cool thing with, with those is you get invested in the story early and you're like, fuck, I got to watch the whole thing. Then the algorithm sees, Hey, Tom watched all of Brian's videos. When another video comes up, he'll probably want to watch it. And so that's, you get, you get sucked into people's world. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, hopefully you guys got some value and some takeaways out of that. I'm curious. Um, if inventory you... is going to be absolutely stupid in 2021. The way inventory is right now in December of 2020 where it's going to be 
you know, in June of 2021, there is, if you guys think it's hard to find inventory right now, like you have no idea what season. June is going to be like, it's yeah. going to be bonkers. So you better start thinking about these opportunities and going after listings now. Cool. And if you guys have any tips, I'd love for you guys to put it either if you're on Facebook live right now in the comments or on the YouTube channel. I want to know what other opportunities that Kyle didn't explain that we're missing out as well. So uh, share with that experience and share. That's one of our core values. They know that though, because they watched that core values uh, podcast we did. Good job, Brian. All right, well, hopefully you guys got some value out of that. The last thing we like to do before we wrap up the show is share something we refer to as the whistle widget of the week. This is something we're using in our business that helps us save time, make more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got for us, Brian? So I am working on getting my, uh, my webcam, my Zoom setup looking much better. I'm tired of being in the media guy and having the worst looking webcam. Um, and with COVID it, uh, here and still to be, it'll, it's going to be a while. So um, I've been looking into some stuff. I've been looking into the DSLR video shooter on shooter DSLR video guy. I don't know. Oh on boy, YouTube. here we go again. Um, and so I'm building out my desk setup, but I found these things on Amazon. Um, they're just little LED, a little LED light strip. Here's the image for those of you guys who are looking. It's a five meter RGB strip from Vilsom. I don't know, just look up um, RGB light strip or LED strip. Um, but I put them in my, the back of my, on the back wall um, and lit it up. It's five meters, 15 feet or so. It's 15 bucks, looks really good. Not perfect, but I'm, I'm really happy with it. So. I gave it a shot for 15 bucks and uh, comes with a remote with a bunch of different colors you can do. And so, yeah, this is what I got. I like it. Cool. I forgot what I was going to talk about. What You're was I going to talk about? Which one? Well, do I'm going to tell you what it is? Sure. The one where you can make a longer video into shorter oh, videos. Oh, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the ticket right there. All right. So, uh, this one, we used to use this, and I've actually started finding usage for it again, um, especially with Reels. This actually starts to come in handy, too. So when it comes to Instagram, your stories or your Reels, there's a time limit to how long those can be. Sometimes you might shoot this really cool video, but it's like a three- or four-minute long video, and you can't post a three- or four-minute long video to your stories. Um, you could take it, and it'll chop it into, like, four pieces, but it's only going to be a one minute of your story. So if you want to take, like, a three-minute video you still want to post it to stories, you somehow have to take that three minutes and make that into 12, 15 second videos. How the hell do you do that, right? That's annoying. That could be annoying. So there's an app called Cut Story, C-U-T-S-T-O-R-Y, Cut Story. And what that'll do is that'll take your three minute video, it'll break it into 12, 15 second segments, and then voila, you can now upload your three minute video in Instagram stories, and somebody can watch the whole three minutes back to back to back. I like it. Yeah, it's simple. It still works. Yeah, you know, it, there's a free version. It's going to put their little logo on the bottom where you can pay a few bucks and wipe that out. Um, but also it one of the things that's... and put a, a sticker over it. There you go. Um, you know, or if you're doing reels, right? Like let's say you have long videos and you need to cut out like little 15 second segments or something to throw them up on reels. You could do that as well and use Cut Story. So Cut Story's got a lot of uses still. Cool. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you got some value out of the show today. Again, if you have a question you want to have answered on a future episode of the show, you can go to thewhistleway.com. Ask us a question. Join our Facebook group, the, uh, YouTube channel, podcast. Join our referral network. Find out about 
upcoming events like our Media Mayor Mastermind. Do all that fun stuff on thewhistleway.com. Again, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, we'd love it. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Uh, or if you're listening on a podcast platform, if you can hook us up with a review, that stuff really helps us out and can help other agents around the world as well. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Whistleway Podcast. See you guys.